0: sounds,
1: we're here to wrap it up. Why not? Here's Steph Curry. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7. The game. Warriors Wrap-Up is presented by Realtor.com, the home for home search.
2: John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason inside Chase Center. The Warriors fall to one and five as the Charlotte Hornets rally uh, to beat the Dubs tonight, ninety-three to eighty-seven. The Warriors had the lead at halftime; it was only a five-point lead, fifty-five fifty. It felt like it probably should have been a little more than that. As I the know Warriors you said that at the time, you led did. by as many as ten points, and then uh, Golden State just. 32 points in the second half, 16 apiece in the third and fourth quarters. It was Eric Paschal night. MVP, MVP. At Chase Center as the rookie goes for a career-high 25 points, but the Warriors struggle in the final 30 seconds to execute right. the simplest of basketball plays with the young team. Steve Kerr took the heat off of his team in the post-game press conference, as you heard on the network portion of the Post game show but you add it all up and it winds up being a competitive loss for the golden state warriors game three of this four game homestand and they are now one and five on the season
3: yeah uh, i mentioned mvp pascal because there were a few fans tongue-in-cheek cheering mvp when he was uh, shooting free throws he if he continues to play like this he could right he could enter the rookie of the year (laughs) conversation at some point because he's going to get opportunities to put up numbers but how do you evaluate a game like this when the Warriors were so shorthanded. They were such a ragtag bunch tonight. Uh, At the same time, my goodness, they had a chance to win a basketball game, and they squandered it. Uh, Some terrible, terrible turnovers, 12 turnovers in the second half, and not all turnovers are created equal. You had Alec Burks. Okay, you're going to have to bring the ball up a little uh, tonight because we – don't have a backup point guard, and he goes behind the back, and it's out of bounds. That's inexcusable. So I don't know whether to wrap my arms around these ragtag warriors and, oh, boy, they played hard, or to say, wow, uh, things are pretty grim right now. I find myself careening from one point of view to the other. I'm hoping you can help me find some middle ground tonight, J.D. Eight
2: 957 9570 is Warriors Wrap-Up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search, John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason. I think all in all, uh, an entertaining game. In Absolutely, this
3: it was a very entertaining NBA game, and the fans were into it for
2: the first time. I mean, the opening yeah. night against the Clippers was rough. Uh, the game two against the Phoenix Suns was rough, and then you had the news of Stephen Curry being out for the next three months with the the, the broken left hand. Uh, so uh, that was a rough night number two. And then the Warriors kept it competitive last night, but you never really felt like they were. Really going to have a chance to win in San Antonio at a different stage of uh, uh, you know of of NBA. Uh, yeah, a little more mature. Yeah, maturity. Uh, they pull away in the in the third and the fourth quarters, and that game winds up being uh, you know a San Antonio victory going away. Uh, but tonight it was a competitive game. It was a game where you know you look. It was at fun. The Warriors, and it looked like they were having yeah, fun. Yeah, and the crowd was having fun yes. tonight. Uh, and uh, you know I think it is the first real building block of this new life that the Warriors are living for the the 2019-20 season.
3: I have a question uh, because Jim Barnett mentioned this uh, on our pregame. Jim Barnett, by the way, you watch him on TV and you think, man, he seems like a cool guy. He's way cooler, right? I mean, in real life, he's way cooler. He's a wonderful guy. But he was talking about on the the, uh, warm-up, he was talking about the uh, moral victories. He said there are going to be moral victories this year. So my question for Warrior fans, do you – uh, believe in moral victories, you know. Some people, I think you're probably one of them, JD. Uh, don't necessarily believe there's any such thing at the professional level. But as a Warrior fan, do you believe that there is such a thing as a moral victory, given where the team is right now? And if you do, was tonight one of
2: them? Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. Yeah, I'm. I'm not a big moral victory guy, but I do think. I think you can take some individual aspects out of it and, and, and deem those positives. I you know Eric Pascal's the obvious one tonight. He plays 35 minutes. He, he was our go-to
3: guy, 25
2: points. Yeah. And they were running Eric Paschal ISOs. I mean, it was yeah. Eric Paschal, go get it. And he was, he was coming through. He was able to, to, to make shots. He winds up at 10 of 18. He got to the free throw line a few times. Uh, the Warriors were looking for an identity on both ends. And it was funny. We, in the pregame, we're saying, well, maybe Jordan Poole's a guy that'll step up offensively. Maybe Eric Paschal's a guy that'll step up defensively. But no, it was Paschal who stepped up offensively uh, and and became, you know, somebody's got to score with all these guys out for the Warriors. And Paschal stepped in and was very comfortable, uh, more comfortable than we've seen him. You know, at times it looks... Like he's been a little bit unsure of where he wants to go and how he wants to fit in in the context of playing with you know some pretty talented players now you you strip that all away and, and he looked like a guy that that believes that that he can go get his so when you're looking at this warriors team under the context of who can be a piece for them moving forward the next time they are good, which you know they believe they could be pretty darn good even next year, he's a guy that you love to see play the way that he did tonight. So I think that can be, maybe not a moral victory, but it's it's definitely positive a positive sign. takeaway. Okay,
3: All right. Uh, to your point about Pascal, don't you think it looked like some of the Warriors who played tonight, they looked around and they realized the adults aren't here tonight. I mean, there's no, obviously no Steph, no Draymond. There's not even D'Angelo Russell. It's just us. Let's go get it. Uh, and then... You know, they they didn't get the car back in time before the parents came home at the end and uh, (laughs) squandered an opportunity there. But didn't it look like that? And I think that's part of what we saw from Pascal. is like, all right, we don't have anybody here who typically takes over, so give me the ball.
2: Yeah, and and yeah, he was extremely assertive with it. I think other things that stand out to me, uh, Kai Bowman. I mean, Kai Bowman is a guy that the Warriors down... Stephen Curry, they're down D'Angelo Russell. Uh, they needed somebody to step up at the point guard spot. Jacob Evans probably would have been playing uh, had he been healthy in that role, but Kai Bowman steps in, and and, and you know this is a guy that's on a two way contract that is afforded an opportunity right now because of the injuries to show the league that he's not a two way player, that he is a bona fide NBA contract player that that can be on a roster that can be, you know, maybe a third point guard uh, on a team or a backup point guard for another team uh, moving forward, or maybe even better than that. I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll we'll stick with just, you know, All right. not being a two-way game. So I think that's a positive and, and something that maybe even translates into a, a future roster spot at the back end of what would be a much more Talented Warriors roster in the future.
3: You think that in the second half, did the Warriors maybe run out of gas a little bit? You got a lot of young players playing a lot of minutes. Kai Bowman played uh, 39 minutes tonight. Did they run out of gas, or did the fact that they really were. Um forced to ham and egg it offensively, a lot of simple, simplified offense and defense. Did that just catch up to them tonight?
2: I think it caught up with them. I think the other thing that caught up with them was the turnovers in the oh, second yeah, half. I Six turnovers agree. at halftime, 12 yeah. turnovers in the second half. There were too many possessions. And some bad ones. Where the Warriors didn't get a shot. And if they get a shot... Maybe a couple of those shots go in, and instead of being down three or four in the final minute and trying to cut it to one, maybe they would have been up three or four at that point in time.
3: Late third, early fourth, there was a a flurry of really bad, bad turnovers that uh, cost them opportunities there to uh, get back into this thing and widen their lead, perhaps. But I I thought you made an interesting point there. Warriors only scored uh, 32 points in the second half, 16 in each quarter.
2: Yeah, ugly. 18-16 in the 3rd, 25-16 in the 4th, and then look, the the final, you know, 30 seconds, uh, you know, Steve Kirk calls a timeout to set up a play, which is is logical given all of the pieces that haven't played together yeah. uh, with this current Warriors group. And then the Warriors have the ball get deflected on the inbounds. It winds up going off of uh, Damian Lee uh, out of bounds. They review it. It, it is a turnover. And, and then uh, what Steve Kerr mentioned in the, the postgame press conference that he really regretted, uh, Terry Rozier missed a pair of free throws and... The Warriors couldn't get the rebound. Now, Steve Kerr subbed Willie Cauley-Stein out of the game. Get another
3: shooter on the floor. To get
2: another shooter on the floor, the Warriors already had used their last timeout to set up the play that resulted in the turnover. So if you use your last timeout, uh, or if you have that timeout in your back pocket still, the thought would be you're going to leave Cauley-Stein in Make sure you get the rebound, then you're going to call timeout. And at that point, you would sub Willie Colley-Stein out and put your shooter in. So I think the one may have affected the other there. Uh, And, you know, Steve Kurtz saying, you know, he thought, hey, Rozier's going to make the free throws, Uh, make the free throw. So at that point, uh, you know, taking the ball out no matter what, want to get that that shooter on the floor for a a final possession. Uh, So the Warriors wind up giving up the offensive rebound. Then it was Martin hit uh, one of two but misses the second. One of the Warriors again can't get the rebound, and it winds up being a, a jump ball. Yeah, so that a bad sequence, right? They
3: couldn't inbound. They couldn't secure rebound. They couldn't secure another rebound. They couldn't secure a jump ball. They end up coming up uh, just short, uh, 93-87. But a very entertaining night of basketball at the Chase Center.
2: Yeah, John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason. Warriors wrap up here on 95 seven the game eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero we're brought to you by realtor.com the home of home search uh, we got your call of the game coming up we'll also hear uh, from some of the Warriors players uh, downstairs tonight uh, as the Warriors now fall to one and five and when you start looking uh, at the NBA standings Whitey Gleason uh, the, the Warriors are, are, are dipping quickly know uh, I know something that, that fans are going to be Thinking about a lot is just their overall standing as it pertains to, to draft position. Are you talking lottery already? I, I think you have to. I, I you know I I think you have to when you look at the injuries and right now there are a handful of one win teams. There are six one win teams in the NBA right now. The Warriors find themselves with matching records at one in five of the Pelicans and the Kings. The Knicks are also. One and five. And then you've got Memphis and Washington both at one and four. So the Warriors, one of six teams that have just one win in the first now week and a half uh, of the NBA season. Did
4: you
3: think on media day that on November 2nd you'd be seeing the Warriors in a key situation going to Eric Paschal for an ISO on three? No. Uh, Did you think you'd be talking lottery on November 2nd? No.
2: No. But we did know. Uh, we did know, though, that the Warriors were an injury or two, or in their case, five or six, away from, from being in a, in a pretty difficult predicament. All right, uh, Your phone calls are coming up next. It's John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason. Warriors wrap up here, 95.7 The Game.
1: Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson, Whitey
2: Gleason back at Chase Center. It is Warriors Wrap-Up here, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Warriors fall to 1-5. and five. Hornets beat the Dubs tonight 93-87, a rough second half, although the Warriors did compete and have a chance to win the ball game in the final minute. They were outscored, though, 43-32 in the second half, a low-scoring second half, and Charlotte prevails uh, 93 to 87 seven. Eight 957 9570 9570 Whitey, you ask the question, is there such a thing as a moral victory? Do you believe sure. in moral victories? And people want to squawk about that All on right, the yeah. phone line. So let's, let's get to it, and we'll start with Michelle in Concord. Michelle, you're up first here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Michelle.
5: Thank you. Uh, and I want to preface this that I've been a Warrior fan since uh, run TMC, and no, there are no moral victories. Uh, the thing that I want to say is I think Steph should not play anymore this year. Clay should not play anymore this year. Uh, Draymond, you know, yeah, when he comes back, but the thing is, I'm not impressed with Burks. I'm not, you know, poor Damian. You know, he he was he blew up that uh, that at the end of get end of the game. But the inbounds um, pass, yeah, he I, couldn't
3: get the ball inbounds, yeah.
5: Yeah, and and I just want to say, you know, I I think they need to get a lottery pick because I think this season, it, when you look at it. It's 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 not looking good, and I'll leave it at that.
2: Thanks, Michelle. We're a believer in
3: the moral victories. Remember, we're asking this because Jim Barnett, pregame on our pregame show, said, yeah. "You know there are going to be moral victories this year with this team." So, do you believe
2: in them? And was tonight one? Michelle said, "New." No. Yeah, and and to Michelle's point, it, it not a lot of what you see tonight translates, and I would say most of what you see doesn't translate. Uh, and so, and, and to her point, you know, Alec Burks didn't like, well, you know what, Alec Burks, let's let's be honest, Alec Burks probably isn't going to be on the Warriors, you know, the next time that the Warriors are a good basketball team, uh, you know, that that's just reality, and you start looking at, you know, up and down this Warriors roster, and I don't want to, I mean, we get... 70, what, six games to go in the season. How about season. Glenn
3: Robinson tonight, though, making some threes? GR3 came through and Glenn Robinson, with some GR3s. Yeah, Glenn
2: Robinson is, yeah, he was a big reason that the Warriors found themselves in the game and having a chance to win and up by 10 points. Uh, you know, he uh, hit four threes. The Charlotte Hornets, who had led the league in three-point shooting, hit just five of 29 Ooh, on the game. That yeah. was another, uh, you know, reason that the Warriors were able to hang in, in this one. But not everything translates. And so I think what you have to do when you extrapolate out what a real moral victory is, it's what happened in the game that could happen the next time the Warriors mm-hmm. are a good basketball team again. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I say, okay, Eric Paschal, yeah. Okay, you know, Eric Paschal, that translates, right? Damian Lee, not so sure. Uh, Glenn Robinson III, he's more of a maybe. Kai Bowman,
3: I'm going to try More to take. I'm going to try try to take Jim Barnett's view here because he's not here to defend himself. I think you look at this team. You look at the lineup they had tonight and the injuries they had. You, you would think before the game they had no chance, and yet they battled. They were right in the game until the final seconds. Glenn Robinson played well. Pascal scored 25 points. Damian Lee played well again. Kai Bowman played out of his mind with 16 points in 39 minutes. So yeah, you didn't win, but you competed. You had a good time. It's not going to be a season full of a lot of wins. So tonight was a, in a sense, a moral victory.
2: That's, that's how I would think and, some would see it. And that's fair. And look, the, the fans enjoyed themselves. You, you left probably feeling pretty good about, hey, this this team fought. And, that, and, that, and that's what you want. I mean, at the end of the day for this season, it's probably going to be more about entertainment value. And there was there was some buzz in the building tonight yes. because there was a competitive ball game with guys out there playing hard. So I think, you know, if you want to consider that a, a, a moral victory, I mean, I'm OK with that. But it, where I stop is when you start to say how much of the positives actually translate to the future. And, and, and the only one for sure for me tonight is Eric Pascal. But that still may be enough to consider it in, in some people's eyes a moral victory. I will say
3: this. I really was impressed by Damian Lee. I know we talked about him last night, and a gentleman called and said, I, don't, I just don't see it, guys. But Damian Lee plays hard. Not only does he play hard, he's making shots right now. He had 13 points, uh, hit uh, half of his uh, six three-point attempts, and he also played a little point guard. Now, I know, as Michelle pointed out, wasn't able to inbound the ball in a, cru- a crucial situation. Uh, and at this level, J.D., you have to be able to inbound the ball. But Damian Lee, I
2: think, in a lot of ways embodies what the Warriors right now are about yeah, and they need people to step up just to fill minutes and and be able to to play mostly competently. And I think you know tonight, Damian Lee helped that cause. Bleacher Dave is next here on ninety five seven. The game. What's up, Dave?
1: What's happening, JD? Um, What's going on, man? Hey, Whitey. I think I, I, I think you said um, kind of how I feel about it. I looked at the lineup. I was like, the Warriors are gonna get pasted again. Not not you know really considering who the Hornets are running out there, uh, but they didn't get pasted. Very competitive most of the way, so I do believe in moral victories. Tonight wasn't one, one. If you can't box out on those free throws at the end, there's yeah. no moral victory in losing the way that they did because they had that game. And but for the inability to, to win a game at the end, you know, you can say they're a team that doesn't know how to or whatever. Um, that was that was there for them. So. They play, they perform far better. Than I expected. I'm still not going to give them a moral, uh, moral victory, uh, cause boxing out on free throws is like just so basic. Um, I think there are some things to look at and not only, you know, Pascal was like, wow, this dude might can play. It looks like he might be the real kind of deal, kind of, kind of a player. Um, but I thought their individual defensive efforts tonight were better than they ever had been. And I think it's something you said, JD, that these guys looked around and went, nobody's coming to rescue us. We've got to get it done ourselves. And so I kind of liked some of their individual defensive efforts. Uh, there were a couple stops, I think they put together as a team. Um, so that was encouraging. I don't want to make too much of it. Um, but they gave up very few points. And it was an extremely low scoring game. They probably scored, <laughs> they were about at the end, the upper end of that team's offensive output. And they just did a good job, I think, of managing it, keeping them, keeping them in the game. You know, Charlotte didn't play great. They didn't have the, toughest line, not the strongest lineup. Uh, but I think from the defensive side, uh, we began to see progress. Um, it was kind of funny because uh, uh, the chants that were going up in my section where every time uh, Charlotte scored a basket, it was pay the lease, pay the lease. And so it was funny to kind of hear that coming up you know, over there as well. Um it was just a good time, man. And so I think this is be this will be for Warriors fans. The tickets at Chase are cheaper than they've been in Oracle for the last five years. And I swear that place is a palace. It is just really amazing. And uh this was a good time for everybody to get a chance to get to to get out there. though
3: Yeah. Thanks, call, of, Dave. call of the day nominee right yeah, there. Yeah, call of
2: the day nominee right there. I, w- I would agree with that. Uh, Dave's line open at 888 957 Let's sneak one more in here. We're going to hear from Eric Paschal, uh coming up uh, before we get out of here tonight. Uh, but still time for more phone calls. Warriors Wrap Up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search Warriors fall to the Hornets tonight, ninety Let's go to Rich and Campbell. Rich, you are next here on Warriors Wrap Up. Hey,
0: Rich. Yeah, how you doing, guys? It's great to, uh, to be with you. So, in, in terms of moral victory, I would yes, and I would say it to not it's not a game, it's not a single game, but it's it's the season. And as we think about the Warriors' uh, uh, culture that they have, being able to get these young guys to uh, come into the culture and operate in a culture, you know, I think of of uh, moral victory players like Michael Jordan. And Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, these are moral victory players. And, it's, and they, they are the culture uh, that you know that, that, that we have in the Warriors. And I think that the fact that we have we have a new stadium, it's a whole new atmosphere, and we're bringing that same culture in, we're trying to establish the culture, this thing is with the team. It's going to take the season, so it's not a game. And I just want to leave you with this last point. I think the Warriors are where the San Francisco 49ers were about four or five years ago. And, uh, and I think the, 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 war, the Warriors are going to get to where the 49ers are now a lot sooner than the 49ers did.
2: Thanks. Appreciate the call, Rich. Uh, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570, More of your phone calls coming up. We are going to hear from Eric Pascal. We've got uh, a call of the game coming up uh, as well as Warriors wrap-up here from Chase Center rolls on on 95.7 The Game.
1: Warriors wrap-up continues on 95.7 The Game.
2: John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason. Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. What a, what a moral victory tonight for the Warriors. Eh, I don't know about that. Everyone calling agreeing with me and th- Jim Barnett. Th- there are some positive takeaways from it. And, and the big one tonight was was big game Eric Pascal. Absolutely. Uh, and 25 points and, and, and just looked more confident in his offensive game than I thought. He, he had more in the bag than I thought. Uh, it was there tonight. I mean, it was impressive. I mean, he was going one-on-one. He was getting to the basket. He was getting fouled. Yeah. I mean, the only thing missing was a three-point shot, which is – Still, as on. I said,
3: yeah, they went to him uh, isolation for a three pointer in a key situation. Yeah, unbelievable.
2: Yeah, and, and he got the shot off, and it, you know, it darn near went in. Uh, you know, it didn't, it ended up not going in, but I think that's one area of his offensive game that, that can be improved. Yeah, oh for 5 beyond the arc this evening. Yeah, and, and so, you know, I mean, you get that back in the mix I mean he he could be a, uh, and I think he will be
3: a, yeah. a good three-point shooter at some but point not just impressive numbers I mean he brought a lot of emotion to the floor as well and you could see that his teammates the young teammates rallied around that
2: uh, let's go ahead and hear from Eric Paschal as he met with the media downstairs here at Chase Center as the Warriors lose tonight to the Charlotte Hornets 93 to 87 the final score let's uh let's hear from the man of the hour tonight for the Warriors
4: Eric, it definitely seemed like your teammates were looking for you. Uh, did you feel that? And what what is it like when you, you sense that, when your teammates are kind of looking for you to kind of carry them for a little while? Um, I mean, it 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 helps out. I mean, uh, I felt like early I was just aggressive. They felt like I had a mismatch, so I took advantage of it. And uh, they just allowed me to play my game. So I just got to thank my teammates for that, for even, like, believing in me that much, especially as a rookie. And I got... Dudes that's been in the league for a little while that's giving me the ball and said, go, go attack. So, of course, that's a good feeling, but, uh, I mean, it's a long season. Uh, I feel like we took a good step in the right direction as a team and just playing hard and even though everybody's out, I mean, just having fun. I mean, no, let's not take the fun out of the game. And we, I feel like today we did a good job of just going out there, having fun, good contributions from everybody, and I feel like we did a great job. Eric, yeah, 25 again. Yeah, 25 tonight. Um, how much would you be able to enjoy that with a losing the game and B, uh, having a couple of rebound chances that didn't quite make it? Um, me more, I'm more of a one type of guy than look at my stats. I mean, 25 is good, but I'd rather have 14 in the win. So, I mean, obviously, as a rookie, have 25 it means a lot, but for me, I'd rather have 12, 10 in a win, like, come up with those two rebounds, have a chance to win it. So, I mean, it's, it, it feels good, but
5: I'd rather, rather come out with that one. Eric, specifically in the fourth quarter there, uh, what was your mindset being as aggressive as you, as you were? Uh, like I
4: said, I just uh, I felt like I had a mismatch, and I felt like I, I had it going. So, I mean, my te- like I said, my teammates believed in me, and uh, they kept feeding me the ball, so... I just kept shooting it. I mean, that was that was pretty much it.
0: I assume the expectation coming in was probably to be more, you know, bench role. you're around, uh, you know, staff and, you know, Draymond, all those guys. How different has this experience kind of been than expected? And, and do you, w- in which ways do you think this can help you, you know, high usage, that type of stuff?
4: Um, I feel like it helped me just to get the reps in a game. And uh, I feel like uh, coming in, even into the draft, I was more of like a, a player that could play. A, a decent amount of minutes. I'm not saying a major, but uh, I felt like I could have played like 20 minutes a game as a rookie. But um, just being able to play 35, it just gets you the reps, get you more experience. Uh, you, you get more feel for the game. You just get more chances to show yourself and get more comfortable. I mean, uh, the NBA is a lot different from college, especially with all the young guys we have. But I feel like we're doing a hell of a job just uh, competing, I mean, competing is something that Coach Kerr talks about all the time, and I feel like we're doing a good job and taking the right steps in the uh, in the right direction. All right, guys, often talk about getting better from game to game to game. What can you take in the game Monday off of what these last two games that what you learned from those last two these last two games? Um, keep competing. I mean, there's everything with the game of basketball? You have to compete. So I feel like as long as we keep competing, keep having fun. I mean, haven't I'm looking at the box right now and seeing all the injuries, and of course it's rough to see, but I feel like for the guys that's out there, we just, as long as we keep competing, keep getting better, and keep uh, having fun, like I said before, I mean, just having fun is the main part. That's why we play the game. But I would definitely feel like as long as we have fun and keep playing together and have each other's back out there, we'll be all right.
5: I mean, obviously you'd rather have, you know, Steph and Draymond and Clay and those guys out there, but is there part of you that maybe feels like a little bit more comfortable knowing that it's kind of all the young guys out there, the new guys out there, and, you know, you're kind of all playing at the same speed?
4: Uh, Yes and no. I mean, I'll say yes because, like, it gives us experience, but no because we will much rather have Draymond, Steph, D'Lo, everybody out there, everybody healthy. But, I mean, just to have this opportunity is real great for us and, I feel like we're getting better every day.
2: All right, Eric Paschal, man of the hour tonight for the Warriors is the Warriors win uh, or the Warriors lose tonight to the Hornets ninety three eight seven. Oh, but the moral victory—that's
3: what you meant. You are right; they did win. They won a, they earned a moral victory. Tonight. Yeah, you are correct. Jarnier got me in to a flip. Sense, in a sense, they won something.
2: Well, Eric Paschal played well. Yeah, and and I think you know again that's the biggest takeaway from tonight. Win or lose, uh, look, I think we all know that that the Warriors are you know it, it's going to be hard for them to find wins with the state of things right now, with no Curry and no Clay and no Looney and and Draymond's out, and then we find out an hour and a half before the game that D'Angelo Russell's not going to be playing as well.
3: Yeah, we just heard Monty Poole ask him, hey, what can you guys take out of this game into Monday? And, of course, Eric Paschal's not going to say this, but one of the answers is him, (laughs) how well he played. He can continue to build on that. He's not going to average 25 a game, but he's going to have opportunities now to prove that he's, as you've been saying, that he's a rotational player Next year and beyond when you expect to be much more competitive. Let's get to our call of the game.
1: It's time for the call of the game. Brought to you by Metro by T Mobile. Lee calling for a screen. No, he wants Pascal. Pascal low on the right side. Jab step into a jump shot. Good and a foul. Washington with a touch on the arm and Eric Pascal
2: looking for his second. 20-point game as a pro. And Pascal would nail the free throw, would put him in the 20-point uh, column. MVP, MVP. There were such chants tonight. There were, and Pascal winds up with 25 points. Make sure to tune in Monday morning to Joe Low and Dibs at 930. If you can correctly identify the call we just played, you uh, will win $50 to Schroeder's Restaurant at 240 Front Street and tell in Dibbs San Francisco. I said Francisco. What's up? Yeah, yeah. When you call and say, and hey, win. hey, yeah. hey, guys. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was interesting what Steve
3: Kerr said about Pascal. He said, obviously he was impressed by his play, but he went right to, he's an undersized four-man. That was like the first thing he said. Yeah, and I, I just. I, uh, what? But so is Draymond, right? I yeah. mean, Draymond is, I mean, that was how you would describe him before we knew how good he was, it, right? Well, undersized
2: four-man. Yeah, I think he's a 4 I don't think he's a three. I think he's a four or even maybe eventually a small ball five, although the Warriors have seemed more in tune maybe by necessity because they don't have as many threes on this roster that they would want to to maybe have him play some three just because you'd be more apt to get your best overall players on the court.
3: Yeah, you know how in baseball if you're facing a pitcher or a team's facing a pitcher they haven't seen before – It's difficult, right, because they don't know what he throws. I would think if you're Charlotte, obviously Charlotte, they're off to a good start here. That's her second straight road win. James Borrego's a fine coach. But there had to be a little bit of, okay, who are these guys and what are they going to do? Eric Pascal, how do we stop him? We didn't know we were going to be facing Kai Bowman uh, doing what he's doing to us tonight.
2: Not a lot of Kai Bowman film. Yeah. For, for, for yeah. Borrego to, to, to break and, down. And they couldn't
3: know what offense the Warriors were going to run because the Warriors didn't know what offense they were going to run. Well,
2: and, and you have to also give, a, a, I think, a hat tip to Glenn Robinson third who knocked down some shots that he hadn't been making. I mean, I think you know the early going of the season, teams would say, hey, if Glenn Robinson gets it in certain spots, we're going to live with him taking those shots because they, they might not go in. And, yeah. and tonight he made shots that he hadn't been making which was a big reason why the Warriors were able to build the lead they had and have a chance to win the game in the final minute.
3: He said pre-game that Glenn Robinson uh, needed to make his presence felt. We said pregame the Warriors would be well served to slow down the pace a little bit. They did. He did. Basically, if you listen to the pregame, you almost don't have to watch the game because we are telling you what's going to happen. <laughs> but you want
2: but you definitely want to come out here and see the game. You want to watch the game, you want to listen almost. to the game right here yes, you do. Uh, on 95.7 The yeah, Game as you well. But you almost don't need to. But, yeah, we got you covered yeah, for Warriors absolutely. Live uh, and Warriors Wrap-Up before and after each and every Warriors game. That's going to do it for us. I uh, want to thank uh, Tim Jordan for setting us up out here at Chase Center. I uh, want to thank uh, Jim Barnett from earlier on Warriors Live. And he's been just a delight to, to watch portions of the games with. Yeah, he has. Uh, in, in the early going of this season, he's come out and hung out, hung out with you. us. Yeah. Uh, up, up in the seats. And, and just you always get tremendous insight uh, from him, watching the game for him, for Nash Solomon and, and Ryan Mauser and Alex Scott back in our studios here in San Francisco, and for Whitey Gleason on John Dickinson. That's going to do it for us. We will be back on Monday at 6 o'clock. The Warriors' final game of their four game homestand is there, trying to still get win number one on the Chase Center Hardwood. The Portland Trail Blazers will be in town, and the Blazers just took a, a tough one point loss at home tonight to Philadelphia. Uh, Anthony Simons hit a 3, and then uh, Philadelphia hit a 3 in the closing seconds to win that game by a point up in Portland. So the Blazers are going to come in here uh, with Damian Lillard, no longer in Oakland, but coming back to the Bay. Uh, always a tough matchup, and uh, the Blazers obviously had their season ended at the hands of the Warriors back in the playoffs in May. That's going to do it for us. We'll talk to you on Monday right here on ninety-five seven. The Game, the Warriors fall to the Hornets, 93-87. Good night.